Uh, welcome everybody to Launch It Podcast. Today we got Frank, and as always, we got KP. So today we're going to be talking about the Internet of Things, everything related to, I guess, the Internet uh, and uh, not everything related to the Internet, but how you know cybersecurity, uh, infrastructure, how that's all important, how that all ties into uh, everything kind of we do, and how this can be an important conversation going forward for everybody as we're doing more Zoom calls. Uh, having the proper infrastructure, uh, talking about how the internet goes out when you're having a conversation with someone. And Frank, you know, he's our he's a product expert that uh, we brought on. And uh, Frank, you know, let, let's start us off with uh, talking about, you know, in the last couple of months, you were saying how you've been bringing a lot of companies on to work from home. How has that affected everybody's job? And how, how has that been going about setting that up? And what does someone do to set that up to work from home? Sure. Thanks, Matt. So in the middle of March, um, there was a uh, pandemic started. Everybody had to go home and uh, figure out how am I going to work from home. So a lot of things that, uh, you know, we had to face, uh, first of all, our own team. You know, we have a team of uh, almost 60 people. So we sent uh, 55 people home to work. And we, as well, an IT company, although we can do remote and we VPN, which work to a private network, we had to pivot immediately, put a work from home policy and, uh, get our uh, team uh, working uh, re uh, remotely secure at home. They brought their phones home great with the phone systems today. I dialed uh, the main number, hit their extension and they answer. And then we overnight had to help all these companies face the exact same thing. Do I use the personal equipment? Do I bring home company equipment? Do I buy equipment? Mm -hmm. And did you know overnight there were no webcams? There were no uh, speakers right. available. There were no microphones. Laptops stocked out immediately. There was no stock. Everybody was calling us looking for product, 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 product. And it was a challenge for the uh, distribution channel to keep up because we're in a just demand world and the world kind of just shut down overnight. Yeah. So we worked with a lot of companies and uh, asked them, uh, what, what is it that they want to do with the remote force? What do they need access to? How are we going to get to this data? Where's the data sitting? Is it in your office? Is it at a third party? Is it in the cloud? And uh, how are we accessing it? What are the rules of engagement? How am I saving? So we went through a lot of business strategy conversation that related to IT and technology. So, you know, one thing I, I wanted to touch upon quickly is how, how do we, how did you come up with the, the agreements to work from home for a lot of these companies? Did you help with that to kind of facilitate too? Because that's a sensitive topic and you touched upon it. And how do we come up with these employee commitments to say they're going to use the equipment for the right things, right? And that must have been a hot topic with a lot of uh, employers that you're talking to. So there, there's two layers. There's one, there's your policies and procedures, your employee handbook, if you will. So we actually upped all our policies, um, internet use, computer use, data, right, uh, et cetera. So you had to explain uh, work versus non-work uh, related. The hours, are we keeping the same hours? Are you going flex hours? Are you going shift? I think Frank froze a little bit. Yeah. Hours, uh, weekends, we're at 24. Now, on the security side, in uh, internet uh, with security for the networks, there's group policies that you can put in place. So right now, uh, for example, I was searching the other day for uh, a cigar supplier. And it says the site's not available because at AlphaCore, <laughs> our uh, group policy security, including the president and CEO, can access the cigar site. So there's, there's the intangible way to do it, and then there's the policy to, you know, traditional manage and uh, employee relations. 
And uh, there's a lot of monitoring tools we sell out there. We can watch dog, big brother, anybody that you want out there. So some companies uh, really enjoy that. Yeah. And employees, uh, morale goes down, production goes up at first because they, they really think they're not trusted. So it becomes relationship communications first. But the tools are out there that can monitor every single thing you do. And it keeps good history. And we've had some really good HR conversations uh, with the monitoring tools. So the monitoring, is it uh, you're just basically watching the person's screen as they're working? Or is it just a passive thing and something comes up? Or how does that go happen? You can set up a couple of ways. Usually a manager will do spot checks. So I would randomly uh, go in and look at, you know, 3.30 p.m., 9.15 a.m. And it actually is like a video camera. It takes snapshots. So it keeps okay. a complete archive in history. And, and some, some employees think they're really smart. So they're in their messenger, they're in their chat rooms, and then they're deleting their history. It doesn't matter. Um, it actually re can record your keyboard strokes if you wanted to. Yeah. Which, which is kind of dangerous because we don't want getting username and passwords for all your personal stuff. And then it Correct. becomes, well, you shouldn't be doing your personal banking. So you have to decide how far do you want to take it. For us, uh, the security is, is uh, twofold, is, is we're worried about external threat, the hackers, the ransomware, the phishing scheme. That's the majority of our focus. And then as a, as a manager, if you're managing a team and you have a hunch, your hunch is usually right. The tool just kind of helps you manage that person to say, hey, you're spending 40% today on Facebook on personal stuff. Yeah. You know, We don't mind 10%. We were reasonable, right? We don't yeah. mind your personal phone calls. Go to your personal doctor, dentist appointment during hours. I mean... Out of that eight hours, you're giving us six hours. Most companies are okay with that because there's some flexibility. Absolutely. But, you know, when you tip over and it becomes more than 50% personal. So you have to look at the whole thing, not just the IT side of it when we're developing these policies. Again, we're sitting down with uh, management and putting together uh, business strategies for them. And, so uh, it's place. really not much different from someone looking over your shoulder at your work, though, pretty yeah. much, right? Like, and that happens in a natural office environment. Now we just have this virtual way of doing it where not, you don't really know it's happening but you, you touched upon an interesting way you said that the productivity went up like is that quantifiable how much the productivity goes up when they're yeah there there's a rule that i read once i'm not sure where i read it but uh if you measure something and people know you're measuring you just tend to do better hmm. just 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 it's a natural human instinct so if i say you know what I, you gave me your call sheet last week to make 20 calls i'm gonna have you report to me every single week and guess what Next week, that 20 is going to be higher just because I'm going to go for 25, 25, I'm going to try for 30, right? We always push ourselves a little more. But if you don't measure it and you say, oh, yeah, I did a lot of calls, and you actually look and go, well, you only make 10 calls this week. What happened? Well, yeah. I thought I did more. Yeah, so when I you can't. measure, you do better. And, and uh, you have to pick your uh, – what are the metrics? For AlphaCore, I was shocked. The partners, we were shocked. We didn't want our team to work at home, to be very upfront, just because we've always been enjoying having everybody on one roof, the camaraderie. I call do laps. I walk around the office, talk to everybody all day long, right? Just see what yeah. they do, get involved. And so we, we uh, sent the team home and uh, the service tickets went up exponentially. Every employee that I ever emailed or I just dialed their extension, they were there ready. Throw it again. Ready to help, ready to answer. You have to remember everybody was readily available. Nobody was driving anywhere. And employees started earlier and they, and they worked longer just on their own accord. Because I get up and go, okay, now what? I'm just going to log on my computer. And people are working well before 8 a.m. before they start. And some started at 7. So, 
know, people are coming in 6.30 already uh, doing work. And I'm like, this is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah morale was really, really up. And, and I was really, really happy to see that. It surprised me. You don't get a, get up and get in the car and drive anywhere. You're just, you're right there. Just hop on, right? And your newspaper is your email now, and yeah. you're you're happier to do that. Uh, KP, you had a you were about to ask a question there. What, what, what were you going to ask here? Uh, no, it wasn't a question. I was just going to comment. Other, like speaking to what uh, what's it called about uh, the calls thing. I'm like, otherwise you're going to feel like crap if you don't do what you last did before, right? <laughs> Yeah, you, you got to keep up the same appearance, right? You got to keep, yeah. if you're doing 20 calls, you got to keep pushing that if you're accountable. Yeah. And, I, and I like that. I, I think Frankie yeah. touched, uh, touched it do. right where accountability is a huge thing, right? And that's what you're doing with the, the software. You're holding people accountable. Mm -hmm. But, you know, a lot of companies don't want that, right? So you want to get a little more autonomy when you can. There's got to be a trust factor there. So one, one thing I do want to share that, that, we, uh, that we changed, we were doing uh, monthly staff meetings, right? So when you're all in the boardroom, a big, uh, a big conversation with everyone, get everybody together. That was a morning meeting. And one of the groups I belonged to uh, that first week, I was struggling because I'm like, people are feeling isolated and you can't go anywhere. So, so even people that are extroverts like me and we're going everywhere, we're not going anywhere. So yeah. we came up with this idea starting week two and we've done it and we're doing it again uh, every single Friday at 4.30 p.m. We do a uh, company-wide team meeting that's in their calendar and, you know, we're getting the majority of the people on before the weekend. And it's, um, it's a way to check in and I give every single person a turn to talk, ask how they're doing, what they're working on, what's going on this weekend. And the positiveness back was, you know, we as a team really care about each other or we're, we're uh, giving ourselves the virtual hug uh, before the weekend you know, at 10 after 5, quarter after 5, I'm kicking them off because I'm selfish. You know, I'm going to go home to the family. I'm like, have a good weekend. Bye. And they're on because they want to talk. They want they, We want to socialize. And I've been very happy, and I've recommended a lot of companies to do that. If it's not Friday at 4.30, you know, do, do it once in a while during the week. Bring the whole company together. It's, it's pretty powerful. It's it's the water cool effect, right? You, you get to the water cooler, you're shooting, you know, you're shooting a shit with somebody, and you're talking to them, uh, and yeah. you're doing that in a nice setting where everybody feels like they have an input, and they don't have to talk about work. They just, they're yeah. like you said, they're talking about the weekend, you know, catch up on uh, current events, and and they feel like all that work they put in at home at extra hours, they get an outlet to talk about it in a non-work environment. I think that's a great idea. It's yeah. great. So the the the. The technology that we're talking about on the computer to monitor, is there a way to monitor yourself, people's cell phones? Because a lot of cell phones are now, you know, provided by companies. Is there software out there too to you monitor what persons are doing on their software, uh, on their cell phones, or is that too much of a privacy um, issue? Yeah, the, the cell phone's a little bit tricky. We, we have, uh, the terminology is uh, mobile device management. There is software. Software is nice where, let's just say, I joined your team and uh, your team has these three apps on the phone. So if I join, those are pushed out to my new phone immediately. My email's set up, so it's nice. The IT person, whether at your physical office or virtual or anywhere, can set up that phone so now I grab my phone, it's ready to go. Mm -hmm. Then uh, I say, you know what guys, this didn't work out today, I'm, I'm gonna leave. You can instantly uh, turn everything off. Or if it gets stolen, you can instantly turn everything off. So whoever steals that phone can't get any access to company data. So you can right. do that part. Now, we, we have a company that specifically wants to track where the employees are with the GPS. Oh, really? So our, our group policy for them pushes it out, but the employees, let's face it today, we're, we're, we're pretty smart, 
we could have got away if we had this in the 80s, 70s, because the internet wasn't there to educate us all, but now we're all smart, right? <laughs> Everyone has good information. Seriously, I say that genuinely. So the employees learn how to turn the GPS uh, locator off. Oh, and the, t the telephone company will not force it to stay on. And then the company argues, well, it's, it's a company phone. Yeah, it's my but property. It's really what I want with it. Yeah, it must be with CRTC, whoever controls the uh, regulations of it says, is, although it's a company phone, it's a personal device that you have with your phone number representing the company. So there, there's, some, there's some challenges sometimes your team, like the traditional part, and then the technology is gonna complement that. It's not gonna replace managers and management and policies and procedures. It can help it can help with that conversation and it's important to have in place when you're doing your metrics right we're all we're all measuring our success and our key performance indexes so the technology helps with all of that for sure absolutely so and one one question that's been kind of floating around that i've had too is you know we were having a lot more of these conversations through through via zoom and what is the, the, the security that someone can be hacked in and viewing what we're having a conversation about? Like, how, how, do, how does the company stop that? What should they have in place? What kind of infrastructure should they do? Or is it something they should be even worried about? Because, you know, for us, you know, our provider takes care of that because that's the service that we, we're using, right? For the internet or, or for any, any uh, like you're referring specifically the internet when we're doing Zoom or? Yeah, like or how secure are our conversations really when we're doing it over, over the internet? Yeah. So anything on the internet uh, can be saved and recorded and kept forever. So security becomes one of those things where everyone, everyone with the right credit keys has access to things. So I look at, I look at a, an organization and I look at the stakeholders and we have to figure out what's due diligence. So if I ran out and ran my company with 50 people and I bought a $29 product, a commodity, and I said, that's my firewall, and then we get hacked, it's hard to go back to my stakeholders, regardless of what industry I'm in, to say, well, I did the best I could, because really you didn't. And same thing with insurance. I look at it as uh, the lock on the door, mm -hmm. right? So for those of us that have kids, when kids are really, really young, they, they can't reach the doorknob, and they don't know how to turn the doorknob, but that door's unlocked, but they can't open it, right? Yeah. So then um, your due diligence says, well, I need to have a lock on the door. Well, I can pop it as, as I get older. I can pop the door handle. And you say, well, okay, now, now my stakeholders need something better, so I'm going to put a, a deadbolt in the door. Yes. And most companies will go that far. So when I talk about security, I talk about you can't do the $29, but I only spend $100,000 on the firewall. The reasonable, you know, is going to be several hundred to several thousand, depending on how big or small the company is. It's got to be a, a good conversation. And what are we trying to protect? Most people will say, we're too small. We're not high profile. No one's going to hack me. And that's, that's fine. But here's the problem. So imagine your neighborhood, you've got a hundred homes in it. And at midnight, I'm gonna run around every neighborhood and pull on every front, back door and garage side door. How many houses am I gonna be able to get in? That's the same thing with security. It doesn't matter if it's a $100,000 or a $10 million mansion, right? We don't discriminate. We just go in and pull on every door. The hackers today, that's all they're doing. I'm fishing all day long, I'm sending out messages to see who's open what door is open oh i pulled on one what's in there for me and then they go in and look 
Yeah, and it's usually bots doing it too. It's not even individuals sitting at a computer. It's not the traditional, like you know, the movies from the '90s. The hackers sitting there, and the the, the password is, you know, what, what was it? Love is number one password used. It's no longer those days, right? It's usually bots just running these algorithms all day long, right? There's actually companies that like hire people for the organization that I've heard that like they're like, hey, your job is to slowly try hacking our website. Like that's how they were like paid to do. Yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting. Uh... There's ethical hackers out there that uh, will go in and uh, try that all day long. Yeah. We get engaged on that because I'm very fortunate. I have an ethical hacker as a business partner. Oh, yeah. And, uh, to actually go in, give us permission. And, and now, you know, there, there's better protocols with intrusion detection services than that. But anyone uh, can be a victim, unfortunately. When, when we talk about Internet of Things, your doorbell, your alarm, Right, they're all connected. My uh, thermostat's connected to my uh, phone. Yeah. So a hacker can hop into my thermostat. It's got no security. Once they're on my thermostat, now they're on my home Wi-Fi, and now all of a sudden they jump in this conversation. You're thinking, well, how did this happen? Yeah. That's how it happened. Now I'm on your Wi-Fi, and guess what? You live on Smith Street. I'm going to try Smith. Oh, your your last name is uh, Johnson. Oh, I'm going to try. Smith Johnson, Smith JN, and then they've got their bots doing it, right? Randomly doing that. And guess what? Now they're on your home Wi-Fi. It's like I've unlocked the door and I've walked in. Now, now where, where am I going, right? Exactly. I find a lock safe, but then it's, I pull a drawer and go, oh, there's the key to the safe, right? So in the hackers, it's, it's the same analogy that I'm using that hackers are using, and they've obviously automated that. That's why they say your password should never be anything you can find in the dictionary. Yeah, because it's a lot easier to, to circumvent that. Even, in, you know, in one of my past companies that we were working on, we had, we had a, it wasn't that hacking, it was, a, I think they called phishing, where we provided our email address on our website, not through a form. And I think you, even you told me, like, you shouldn't do that. You should have a form for all this because they went in and they pretended to be us and sent a whole bunch of emails to a whole bunch of customers and customers were opening this up and then they're going, hey, why'd you send me this email? How'd you know about this? We're like, well, we didn't send any of that. Look at the, look at the email address, it's not even our, our email address. And, you know, they were able to get in there and they're able to do malicious things, but uh, people don't know that. We didn't know that. That was a simple way to get around things. People will, op- oh, I see Matt sending me an email. Let me yeah. open that. And then they opened it and all of a sudden, boom, we're in, right? And the problem is once you've opened it, it's too late what you do after that. You, you've already let me in. So what, was, when, what does somebody do once they open that email? Do you just turn off the internet at that point and, and call someone in or? Yeah, you don't do anything. You got to call your IT people on staff or your IT partner and call them in and uh, get them to help you. You don't want to do anything. You want to shut her down, unplug it. And uh, the problem is if you're on a network, now you've infiltrated everybody on the network. But, but you don't know at the time that you've been hacked. You think, okay, I'm going to junk it, delete it, run a scan. Everything's beautiful. So that now that you've opened and you've let me in, I'm going to hide for 30, 60, 90 days. Yeah. I'm going to go infiltrate everywhere, invisible. Now you don't see me. I'm going to taint all your files, your file server. I'm going to go in and taint your backup. And then your backup's backup that you have on the prem. Oh, you have one in the cloud. I'm going to go over there and I'm going to taint that one too. And then you get random, we'll come to ransomware. And it usually happens Sunday night, Monday morning, we get the phone call. And everyone blames what happened Sunday. And when we dive into it, it's like, well, that actually happened uh, 60 days ago. Oh, wow. Click on the attachment, you deleted it. But they're like, I deleted it. I quarantined it. It's too late. It's too, too late. late. 
You know, if you crack an egg, it's too late. You can you can pick up and clean up all the mess you want, but if the shell's been cracked, that's it. Yeah. You can't go back. And this and then it sits dormant. So what we have done and what we strongly recommend, and not everyone has done this. So I'm going to go with two threads. One, a lot of a lot of uh, theories and thought practices think just because I'm in the cloud, I'm completely safe and everything's covered. May or may not be true. You got to look at the coverage of it. So what we do is we you have to disguise your backup. So I have my backup, I have another duplicate somewhere, but I have to disguise something. So if I get infiltrated, it's kind of like your false wall. Let's use the, that false bookcase that you find in the den in all those movies we watch. Yeah. You, hit a, you hit a button and there's a secret room, right? Yeah. So if I go in and I find everything in your house, but I never found that secret room. That's what I'm talking about. You have to, you have to hide your data. And so when you get ransomware, you call, call in your IT team and goes, uh-huh, this is all tainted, but... I've got this backup over here that they don't know about. And that's been the saving that we've been able to do. If you have to go to ransomware, unfortunately with all of our track record, there was one that didn't have a really good backup solution that called us in and we had to pay the Bitcoin ransomware, a very painful process. And what they do is they give you keys. Here are the keys, you try them, see if you can get your files. Oh, really? And you're dealing with hackers, so they're not, they're not business people. <laughs> They're not in customer service. So I go, okay, I opened 20% of my files with these keys. Can't send me other keys. I can't open the other file. Give me more money. So it's it's two to three days before they respond. Oh, what keys do you want? Yeah. Because they're not they're not business people and time is irrelevant. And they, yeah. they have you. So don't pay the ransomware ever. Then you're always a target, right? Well, it, it does. And then, but how, how do, like, so you ha do you, at that point when you get hacked and you have this backup, you're talking about the secret room. Is it just yeah. clearing out your main server? You, you just wipe it clean and then you just bring up your backup, backup and that's yeah. all you, you kind of it is? Yeah, you have to go in and then we, we've been through a lot of, um, I want to talk about cyber insurance, been through a lot of uh, insurance claims for companies that get ransomware. And there's a specific protocol because you have to go and quarantine it. They have to look at it. Then you have to clean it. Then they send forensics in to double check that it's all clean. And then you can put it in. So it's, it's a long, painful, expensive process. Um, most of them that we've dealt with are 20, our fees uh, usually 20 to 55,000 in that range. Wow. And then the insurance team brings in accounting, legal, forensics, so they're uh, that most claims will be 50 to 150 by the time it's all said and done with all the parties involved. That's crazy. So if, 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 there's an if there's a chance that your company had data breach, now there's rules of engagement from the legal department that they bring in from the insurance company to tell you what you have to disclose. And if you're a publicly traded company or if you're a high profile company, or if you're a company operating in Windsor Essex that everybody knows you, it's really hard to disclose that we've been hacked. Yeah, but Companies have done it. Um, they've gone through it. We've coached them. We've helped them. And honestly, most, most um, customers and suppliers understand we're all, we're all, we're all at the same mercy, right, of, of uh, potential getting hacked. And when you find out how it happens, it, 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 it's, to me, it's just funny that you can go in and, and fish, click on a link, and then you're in. And you know you're you're uh, it's true you're you're as weak as you're as strong as your weakest link. That's crazy. So, I I didn't know it would be that that 
widespread and how, how often does it even in your in our area when there's Essex area here how often does it happen to you say you know, uh, ransomware I would say ransomware has happened a couple times a week really yeah it's very quiet um, the phishing and the phishing scheme is uh, is huge some we can intercept before it gets there when there's a uh, suspicious activity so the tools will get better so you can go in and clean it up they're Trojan horses, right? So they're sitting in the background. You go find them and wipe them out, uh, reformat some systems. I look at it like the athletes, right? What what protein shake can I take to to pass the uh, to pass the test? Yeah. And it's the same conversation, right? What 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 tools can I put in place to prevent them? And then they they're they're go well. I'm a step ahead of you. I'm getting in. So if it's too good to be true, don't do it. Uh, Christmas we get gift cards all the time. Hey, uh, use, hey, you know what? I need a favor. The president and CEO, the CFO sends it out to all the employees. You know, Hey, I need these 100 credit cards. Go run and get these and do it on your personal card. And, and it looks all legit. Before. And then you look at it. It's exactly what Matt said. Yeah. It's from unscamming you at hotmail.com. And you're like, why did you click on that? <laughs> but it said Mr. President on it, right? So yeah, I'm going to listen to the president. <laughs> yeah. Because, because uh, the majority of people were, were honest and trusting and we like each other. And I see a name I recognize, especially my own company, and it's the president to boot. And I just started last week, and he's and he or she is asking me to go out and buy these cars. I'm going to go do it, right? I'm excited. Yeah. So I had one case where a, uh, a client's employee was actually at Walmart physically buying the cards. I don't know why they decided instead of buying them online, but they actually went to, uh, to Walmart, and then they called just to double check because it sounded fishy after a while. Yeah. So they just... <laughs> the worst case there, they would have bought a bunch of credit cards on their own uh, on their own personal credit card, but that that at least they could have used, right? They weren't yes. they weren't even online. But he was all that's how excited they were. They ran out to the store to go get them because <laughs> because we want to please and we like people, Mariah. They prey on that. And during this COVID, the sad one of the sad things that's come out is there's so many scams that are that have come out because they jumped on this opportunity, and people are giving and they're caring, and so. You want to you want to do this? You want to do that or that? So they're doing all these phishing to get into your system right now. Yeah, and and it, and it happens. Like, and you know, people they'll hold caveat. I don't know how true it is. People are always well, you know, I have a Mac. I don't need to worry about viruses because Macs never have viruses. Uh, and this recently happened to my father. He he called me. He goes, Matt. He goes, I think I got hacked. I'm like, what do you think that? He goes, well, someone from you know from. Uh, uh, Apple reached out to me, you know, they're doing this and this and this. I'm like, dad, that's, that, you shouldn't be opening that stuff. He goes, but they said I have a problem. I'm like, no, no, shut down everything. You call Apple Care right now and get this resolved. Like, you cannot trust somebody. And, you know, it's the whole CRA. When they call you, like, I get these calls all the time. Hey, you, you, this is the, 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 the lawyer from CRA. You know, you need to pay money. Just click. But people, there's people who fall for that, right? Of course, of course. I want to share the, the one that I almost fell for about two years ago. I had an email from Netflix at my company email, and it actually said that the there was something from the account that I had to log in, right? Put my username, and it had it had Netflix slash my account. It was a legitimate looking um, email address or um, internet page address URL. So I almost clicked on it. And I go, wait a minute, I, I don't have Netflix on my corporate. It's on my personal, my FrankEbersacy.com personal email account. So I, I, I remember the text when we were training is um, right. So I, I hovered over it and right clicked on it. And I saw the, the uh, address was totally different. I thought, you know what? 
Now I'm gonna go and start a new window and browser. I'm gonna go to netflix.ca, do it right from scratch and go in and there's my account. And I went in and actually changed my password doing it that way just cause I didn't know. And that's probably the best thing to do is obviously change your passwords more often, but go to the original source, not to a link or an email. So that's a lesson that we learned when we, we did a lot of lunch and learns on, uh, on phishing and ransomware for a lot yeah. of clients and webinars. And that's one thing that we did is uh, anytime that you're going to change anything is go to the original source. So if I'm banking rbc.com, cibc.com, whatever it happens to be, if you want to change your password, don't ever do it from a, an email link. Yeah, so one thing I've started doing myself, and, uh, uh, and I'm sorry, KP, I know I'm hogging a little bit because I, I find this very interesting, yeah, uh, is is uh i i go um i use the the i use kaspersky and i go onto their uh password vault and i just get them to automate the password for me but i i save it all in the one spot in the password vault how efficient or how effective is that is that some way you can do, save your passwords that way too or or is that not a, a good method yeah there's a, there's a lot of good debate on that um like i said anything kept online is kept online yeah so I'm going to take that on the same scenario when I when I go to all my uh, paid accounts. Let's pick on let's pick uh, Amazon for example. Yeah. So I don't want to keep my credit card on file. They're a huge company. They probably have the best security than any other online, right? They're so huge. eBay, you name it. There's so many great great companies. But in the event any of them ever get hacked, you know, uh, about a year year and a half ago, Capital One was hacked. Yep. And what we do is we monitor the dark web for our clients. Oh, really? So the, dark, the dark web. Have you heard of that? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Maybe so explain it a little web, bit to people listening. Yeah. Two people uh, in my company showed up on the dark web one day and we're thinking, how did they end up on the dark web? Just out of the blue. Well, they had Capital One credit cards and when they were hacked, their names were thrown into the dark web. So now I can go in there. I can buy that information. So we notified both our employees and a number of clients that had it, that you need to go in, go to your capitalone.com or whatever your, your address on there because one of the popular social media channels four years ago was hit. And so we're all on there. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, even me, like I had, uh, what's it called? What's the big credit firm that got hacked? Uh, not trans... Yeah, so that was in the stories too. Yeah, there's another one there. Yeah, and they're they're supposed to be protecting your credit, and they themselves got got hacked in it. I remember I was, you know, they send me a message. You'll get one, you know, a couple of years free. Mom, I'm like, that doesn't help me if I'm hacked. Like, that's my social insurance. That's everything's on there. Like my credit history. Like it's the like the worst thing ever, right? And people don't realize how how connected we are on on the internet. Like even just to relate back to to logistics, you know, all our drivers over at Cargo County, they have dash cams that are connected that we can view it online. And mm -hmm. then, you know, it's a great service for our customers and you can, there's GPS on all our trailers and, and all this connectivity, but this information is easily stolen. You know, if, if someone, if our competitor wanted that information, they can, if they really wanted to pay for it, they can get in there and find out where we're going, what we're doing, how we're doing it, right? Yeah. Yeah, true statements. I just, I just want to wrap up the, the dark web one where there's a, there's a deeper web too that, um, you know, where there's other areas that is kind of like the black market. So the internet, you have to be really, really careful. And I share it to everyone because you just want to make sure that we educate everybody in our companies 
um, all our family and friends too, right? Because we don't want to trip over something we sh shouldn't be getting into as well. It's very, very scary place, the internet, if you don't know what you're doing as well, if you get too too far into it. Absolutely. Keep that and, in mind, yeah. And, and the darker web is even, because most people don't know about it, it's, you know, you got the World Wide Web, which is bad enough, you know, you got to be careful what your kids go on, blah, 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 all the things that, but the darker web is, is that, is the, you know, the back alley of, of the, of the warehouse, of the, of the shipping yard, where, uh, you know, you don't know who's lurking around and what kind of services you can buy, right? You can literally buy anything there, right? Yeah. Uh, KP, you, you got anything before I, I steal the whole show this time around? Yeah, no worries. I, had, uh, I know you touched on the CRA. So uh, I know Frank mentioned like the, the delay in the response of people saying like, hey, we've been actually hacked, right? So let's just say when CRA does have these breaches, like what's the, if, if you know, what's the timeline between when it happens to when it's kind of put on the public? Be like, by the way, guys, uh, we've been hacked or breached or whatever the case may be. Yeah, you know, what? I, when, I, when I read that story, there was a delay, right? But they said there was... I read one story that said there were three attacks that happened within uh, one to three days. And then another report said there were four. So one, people are going to look at it, analyze it. You got to get the experts to help you. So it's not immediate. Like a lot of our clients we deal with, it's going to be three to five business days before you're sharing it. No one ever wants it to go public. Yeah. No, never. But you know, they, they always say if the, Pentagon can be hacked. Anybody can be hacked. So, yeah. you know, and being in IT, we're extremely careful. Like we're, you, you come into my office, I don't know what the public uh, Wi-Fi is when you come in our boardroom. It changes every day. Oh, really? <laughs> so our, our security, we've got um, a few government contracts that we were audited and they put some extra. We, we thought we were pretty tight and helping our clients. But at the federal level, they added, in one of the layers, they added one of the very few things that they, they said they mandated is every day your Wi-Fi has to be updated passwords. And it's got to be, um, it's not easy. You have, you have to actually <laughs> write it down because it's long and it's complicated. <laughs> yeah, and I feel well, bad when the guests come in, they're like, I want to get on your Wi-Fi. <laughs> it's not an easy conversation. And you can't turn on the computer. Yeah. <laughs> Right, we can't store it in our database. <laughs> no, <laughs> but it's 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 things like that. Um, security becomes at the cost of convenience, and that's the fight we get. Post note with my password on the computer. Um, people's birthday, their dogs. I went to a, a, a number of great boot camps and seminars over my years, and one gentleman said, "The companies that force it quarterly, they already know. They already know eighty percent of the password. So right now." Um, if we're going to force it in September, it's going to be fall 2020. Oh, that's really? The, that, that's the most common password you're going to use. <laughs> so it's very interesting how, how you can pick up the uh, intelligence, right? So don't use fall 2020. <laughs> yeah, well, everybody uses kind of their own numbers and, and kind of sequences. And, and then one big thing is you shouldn't use your, a common, like, like you said, a place or something that's in the dictionary, use as many alphanumeric and unique symbols as possible. And I remember doing a, a research on it. Like this moment that you add a, a unique character, it adds so many more layers to your password that most hackers just move on to the, the simple uh, straight, you know, birth dates, numbers, or, 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 or names. Um, you know, Frank, I'd love to, we obviously can probably talk all night, but I do want to finish off on a question. Sure. And, and my biggest question is, you know, on your cell phone, 
but when they're listening, how often is your cell phone really listening to you? Like, you know, I go on Facebook and I've talked about something and all of a sudden I get an ad on it. Like how accurate is it that I should be careful if I'm having high level conversations or, you know, I'm, I'm talking about things that I want people hearing. Should I turn off my cell phone or, or is it, am, am I just being, you know, being scared of what is really out there? I haven't really seen any, any hard data on it, but I agree with what you just said. I, I didn't believe it when um, clients have mentioned it, employees, and then it's happened to me a few times now, and I'm thinking, but then it makes sense because we can talk to Siri, right, or Alexis, yeah. and uh, so we can talk to these uh, computer voices. So they're hearing us already listening. So I, I would agree if there's something that's confidential, maybe it's time to turn our cell phones off. You're the first one that's actually – in my circles brought that conversation up. I think it's really interesting because there is no way I had a conversation about a specific widget and I've never Googled it. I've never searched it. Yeah. And the very next day, my Facebook has a paid ad with that widget in it. And I'm thinking there's no way that's too coincidental. Frank, yeah. I'll, I'll do one better for you. I, I was having the same conversation about a year ago with, with some friends and we were, we were trying to get it to the, the extreme. So we started talking about some extreme kind of conversations about things that we would never be into kind of things. I'm like, this will never show up on. And the next day, literally on my Facebook, it was like, are you into these kind of, and I'm like, man, that is, I would never be like nothing in my profile, the way I talk on the internet. I don't post on Facebook too often. I don't go on Instagram. I don't do any of that stuff. I would have ever had an uh, uh, algorithm to say that I'd be interested in this, yeah. this particular thing. And it, and it came up and I was like, this is just, and I show my friends, my friend goes, yeah, I got the, I had something very similar today too. We're, and we're going like, that's crazy. So for the longest time, me and my boss, every time we would have a conversation that we wanted privately, we'd literally turn off the phones, leave them in the office and we'd go in the car and make sure they're away from us. Cause it, it goes back to the old bond movies where you guys, you gotta go underwater, go inside the little bubble tank and you know, make sure the FBI is not listening to you. Cause the FBI is need to be. They don't need the like the software anymore. They got your phone, right? They're they're, they're yeah, hearing yeah. you, uh, and you know, and, and to kind of make it more extreme, people were talking, you know, the scare right now with COVID and the vaccine. How you know Bill Gates, you know, is putting microchips in the vaccines. And, I, and my comment is, you know, Steve Jobs already did it a long time ago. He he has they have everything they need right right yeah, in front of you. For sure. And the, the amount of security that you have, nobody puts. I I put a, I put security on my phone. I have uh, uh, what's it called. Uh, like a antivirus and virus. try to put a firewall and all that kind of stuff on my cell phone. But most people don't even think about that. And you have everything. Your whole life is on your phone. I do want to share something um, for everyone to keep in mind. So make, make technology part of the business conversation. So technology used to be like a necessary expense. It's treated as overhead. So your I IT team, internal, your IT partner, bring them to the business strategy. Because I, I look at technology and, it, and it, the question becomes, where do I want to take the business? If I'm the business owner, if I'm the management team, if I'm the production, if I'm uh, expediting, I'm doing logistics, where do I want to take the business? What do I want to capture? And then the technology team comes, how can the company, how can your team embrace technology to make that better? Because technology is supposed to make us more efficient, more reporting. But I think everyone has embraced technology today. If, if, if you don't have technology, you're probably not, not in business or certain businesses don't need it. But your businesses, we want to know where, where everything is, uh, the just-in-time, uh, routes, et cetera. So we want to be safe, and we want to make sure it's part of the business conversation. 
So for example, if, if a company has one physical location, they want a second location, you have to get the technology team involved because now you have two physical locations, same city, across town, across the world. How are we going to communicate? What, mm-hmm. what, 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 what are we going to invest in? What makes sense to do that? Yeah. So, and on a really small scale, I moved from South Windsor to LaSalle. I left my dedicated fiber. And when we moved in, I said to my wife the first day, I go, we're going to have to move back to the old house because the internet is not what I need. <laughs> So they're digging the ground. I got good news. <laughs> but technology is so critical. And uh, it's, it's a part of the business. It's part of the business strategy. I can't stress that enough because we get into a lot of conversations. Yeah, you can add it later and talk about it later. It's better to do it up front. And it keeps you on top of your game. It keeps you ahead of your competitors. Absolutely. And on that, Frank, I wanted to thank you so much for coming and talking about, you know, internet security, cybersecurity, and everything that you do. If anybody ever has any questions, by all means, you can reach out to Frank. He's more than happy to educate all of us. And, you know, I apologize to KP this time. I, I did steal the show. I, I did have a lot of questions. I let, yeah, I, I, I really was really genuinely interested. I am in all of them, but this one was really sparked my interest because I, I love the internet of things. And Frank, so much, thank you so much for coming and joining us. And, my pleasure. KP is going to invite me back another time. I have to do a part two. Yeah, and then I won't be on the show. He'll be like, Matt, you had your, you, you had your yeah, turn. Yeah, we're going to have a one-on-one. There, there right. you go. Thanks. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. I'm, All right. All right. Take All care. Right.